What The Mum podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I will be your host. Every mum to being knows that as soon as she becomes a mum, her world will change forever. Everyone is keen to give you advice based on their own experiences. Other mums delight in sharing their horror stories so that new mums are better prepared for what might happen. The lack of sleep, feeling exhausted most of the time, living in bodies with even more wobbly bits and never having any privacy. But everyone's story is unique. Everyone's experience is personal. On this podcast, I will be sharing real stories told by mums like you and I about their experience of motherhood and how life changes when you become a mum. This podcast is about showing you that you're not alone. We may not be in the same boat, but we are experiencing a similar storm. I hope these stories will inspire you to do what you want and be who you want to be. Anything is possible if you really want it and if it is really important to you. If you want to find out more about me and who I am, check out my website, mummyandabreak.co.uk. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six awesome women who will be sharing with us their mum stories. My guest today is Lillian, who helps high-performing entrepreneurs and executives navigate their past losses and failures by turning them into future successes. But she's also a mum who is living a modern life. Thank you for joining me today, Lillian. Thank you so much for having me. Most welcome. So tell us a bit about who you are so we can get a sense of Lillian, the individual. Yeah, well, you had a beautiful introduction of me. I am a peak performance coach and I'm a mom and I am expecting my second right now. And I am myself, I'm an entrepreneur. So uh, I live in Los Angeles, California, and timing could not be even more perfect to talk about the subject that we're about to head into, you know, mom life. Um, and this whole journey of, of having, of, of being a mom, let's put it that way, right? Because there's so much we could dive into and there's so many aspects we could look into. So I'll let you lead the way. So, I mean, your story is, well, mine's like traditional in the sense of I got married, I had two children, that's it, nothing exciting. But you have had some real experiences that I want, I want you to share with the audience, with our audience. So please tell me your story of becoming a mum and being a mum. Yeah. So if I could, you know, just take a step back. Um, this is my second relationship. So I've been in a marriage and it didn't work out, <laughs> but it was a beautiful experience because I learned so much about myself. But what I wanted to highlight with that was I realized I was living a resume life, meaning I walked into marriage and having kids, not because that I wanted to, it's because I had a lot of you can say family pressure, social pressure that I thought, and I believe that I should have gotten married before 30 and have a kid and, and have a good career and have a house like this American dream right and I did I had my son at 30 and I felt like it was rushing you know it didn't feel like I was in harmony it was like oh my time is almost up my time was, was almost up so you know so when my marriage broke down 
you know, it was the biggest lesson that I had in my life. So, you know, the beautiful thing about it is I got to learn about myself, you know, me and my ex-husband, we remain amicable, we co-parent, we both learned a lot about ourselves, self-development, right, with like who we are, what we want, and then we have a beautiful son. So at 35, you know, I went through the toughest year in my life because I went into depression. I was like, my mind at the time was, this is everything I thought I was supposed to live for. And I checked everything on the box, but why am I here? <laughs> so it was a great and beautiful opportunity looking back. During the time it was hard, but looking back, I got to reflect on like, okay, so what do I want now? Like, actually, who am I? Who is Lillian without being so-and-so's wife, without working for a so-and-so company, without doing XYZ project? right? Or even living in the area, then who, who am I? I actually didn't have the answer. And what has started to shift was my belief. I, I went from, I am doomed. I'm 35. I don't know what to do. I'm a single mom. Who's going to want to go like all these negative thinking into shifting to actually, you know what? I'm so young, you know, there, I can still have a beautiful family. Having a family was so important to me too, because I was raised by a single mom <laughs> and I didn't want to repeat that pattern. So when that happened, I was devastated, right? And fast forward today, you know, after a lot of work of really saying, this is what I want. This is what I love. This is my life. You know, I'm really owning up to that and really tuning out other voice, but really showing up as me for me for the first time in my life, <laughs> right? I am now in a very wonderful relationship. He's a single dad. We've actually known each other for 20 years and went through the same journey. Our sons are the same age. And now we're expecting so, um, and my belief has shifted too, because before I feel like I have to get married. I have to get married. Now my whole belief is, you know, we could get married anytime, but what is more important to me is a solid and healthy relationship, a relationship where we have our own happiness and we're not finding happiness from each other. That to me is so much stronger than just, you know, having another wedding and signing a paper. And I'm, I'm speaking this because this is, my experience and this is what I have learned because I've also saw myself the younger me when I was walking into the marriage and having a kid you know even though I had this fairy tale idea but what I was really looking for is I was looking for something to fill in the hole that I have instead of me filling it myself so that's that's my whole journey and you know one thing I want to highlight is perspective right because I know a lot of people they went to divorce and it becomes very bitter and and angry and lawsuits and emotions. But if you're able to shift the perspective and focus on your future and what you want, and then one of, one of the things that I really, really want, and it still drives me every single day, is my son to be in a happy environment. He still has a great relationship with his dad, with me, with his new modern family, and him to grow up to be a happy kid. And when I'm driven by that, every decision that I make is being driven by that. So I didn't want to go to court and get into this ugly divorce and what like a lot of people hear of, you know, I wanted to do whatever I can to, to give my son a healthy and happy environment. Am I perfect? No, I'm not. <laughs> but I learned, I learned along the way, right? <laughs> and I think that, and I think that's great because I think as little girls, we grow up thinking about, you know, we're going to get married and then we'll have some children and we'll live happily ever after. And, you know, we and we get that from lots of different 
from different sources. It's not necessarily just from your family. And, and like I said at the beginning, you know, that's the route that I've taken. But similar to what you're saying, and hopefully to give you a bit of um, comfort, my husband has come from a very blended family. And, you know, I, from my point of view, everything I saw about um, blended families was from television where everybody argues and nobody likes each other and, uh, and there's anger issues there. But actually, I mean, my husband, he is lovely. It hasn't um, affected him in the way that media portrays it. And I think that's all about, like you said, the individual and what the individual wants so if you have a strong sense of self and you know who you are and what you want you can make your reality what you want it to be and I think that's amazing that you've used your experience to say oh hang on a second let me make a conscious decision here on what life is going to be like for myself for my son for my family and let me move forward with that rather than just getting swept along by whatever may happen and um, reacting to it. Yeah. Yeah. Responding to it and not react. That's a key. It is, that's it that's is, it exactly is. what you just said. And that's, that's a key. And I really encourage anyone that's listening to this, maybe you can relate, you know, to really think from that. It's coming from what would you love and what would you want and start to respond to that situation. And sometimes it's not easy. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it because when the emotions come in and a lot of the memories and maybe some pains and, you know, like I, I was, I, I used to always say this, you know, when I signed that marriage till death do, our, do us apart, I intended to keep that commitment. <laughs> so I don't feel like anyone goes into a marriage thinking that it's going to, you know, it's going to end up in a divorce. So when it happens, it's devastating. And my self-image, like my self-confidence and all that completely went down. However, when you focus on what you will love and you start to build it up one brick at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, you're going to feel so good. And you look back, you're like, wow, I went through all of this. And not only, only that, my kids are happy. And that's what I, that's what, that's what makes me happy. You know, my kids are happy. And that's the most important thing. So I want to step step back a bit and um and if it's okay pick up on going through divorce what you you already talked about you know the emotions around it and so on but from a mum's point of view what were your thoughts around you know how are you going to manage the divorce and and raising your son so that he doesn't see it as um his fault or something that might negatively influence him as he grows up what what was your thinking and how did you manage that period of time so that period of time was very tough for me I fell into depression so my my goal every day was to just you know get up that was at one point and then um one thing I didn't mention 2018 when I was going through the divorce I didn't have a place to stay I was staying at my friend's place kind of like hopping around so I was very fortunate to have good friends to take me in, but you know, that's not stable. That's not how you want to raise a kid. Right. And I just remember, you know, for any support I could get was as many play dates as possible and really using community. Um, I didn't have family here. And so that was hard. And, you know, moving overseas to Asia to be close to my family was not an option because if I do that, then that means I'm taking the father away from my son. And I, 
And for someone that grew up without a dad, I know how important it is <laughs> to have both parents. But really what it was, what, I, what helped me a lot was visualizing, using my imagination and just keep telling myself that this is all temporary. Things are only going to get better from this point. And I would ask myself, what is universe? What is God teaching me in this, right? And this is where my mom becomes my biggest inspiration because she is a single mom and she raised two kids on her. And we were on government support, you know? Um, and I will say, if she could do it, I could do it, right? The only difference is, you know, all the dialogue that I, I would have is, I would say, I'm not my mom. I, I would say that, but this is how I'm going to do it. This is the way I'm going to do it, right? And I would just start to like educate myself, learn and take a lot of messy actions. Cause like I said, I wasn't perfect. I made a lot of mistakes, you know, especially at the beginning, right? Just trying to keep myself together, but also be there for my son. And then maybe I overcompensate because I feel so bad for my son. There is mm -hmm. a lot of sense of guilt, not because my marriage didn't work, but because I feel like I broke up a family for him, you know? And really making peace with that and having dialogues with him. I'm a firm believer, kids, and I've read this in the baby book, kids at one years old, they already know what's going on. So I'm, I've always been pretty open to talk to him about things. If you ask me, I have a question. Um, for me, that's a very big deal because when I was a kid, when I asked my parents or my mom, when they were going through the divorce, I didn't even know. I didn't know until sixth grade. And he's, and I haven't seen my dad for five years. He just said, oh, dad's working, dad's working. I never spoke to him and speak to him. And they always say, when I ask them stuff, they always say, and this is probably the old school mentality and maybe my parents' culture, oh, you don't understand, you're a kid. But in fact, I knew I would have understood, right? And because I carried that with me and I see with all the, the baby books that I've read, kids are so intelligent and so smart and they're so observant at one years old. It's really to have that communication. And you know what's, this is something that's really cute that just happened two days ago. My son's two years old, I'm sorry, the second grade now. So I pack him lunch. And then I forgot to bring his water bottle. He's like, mommy, you forgot to bring my water bottle. And I go, oh my gosh, mommy fell. I'm so sorry. And then he goes, what? Mommy fell. And he talked about his best friend, is, his name is Giovanni. He's like, Giovanni's mom forgot to bring his backpack and his lunch the other day. So you didn't <laughs> mommy fell. But they have like five kids. So <laughs> wow. But my whole point is having these dialogue. Um, with them it not only makes it humorous makes us closer it's almost like he I was making a joke but he was lifting me up he's like no you're not a bad mom you're, you're, you didn't fail <laughs> this is That's normal so yeah and just these little moments right um for me it's 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 making sure that we're connected and I openly tell him too that I am also learning I don't know there's so much I'm learning and, and it's so beautiful for kids because when you allow them to talk creatively, they teach me things too. They're very smart. <laughs> and I think it's really, really important to let them have their say and for them to see that, you know, we are human. We make mistakes too. We are real. And that way they when they go into, you know, as they go through life and then they become adults, I think they've got realistic expectations as far as 
it's okay to make mistakes. Sometimes things won't go according to plan. And that's not a problem. That's fine because we just learn from it and then we move on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I was I want to share something. The other day, I was so proud of my son. <laughs> that's what you're saying. I think I spilled something. I was like, ah. And then he's like, oh mommy, it's okay. Just what did you learn? Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you said that to me. It's like, who is you? <laughs> you know, not not being so hard on yeah. yourself. And this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. You know, when I was raised, and maybe our generation, with the happily ever after, mm-hmm. it felt like, at least from my old paradigm, at least it felt like everything had to be perfect. If it's not, then I'm not doing it right. Like if the problem was always me, but it's actually no. There is no such thing as perfect. Actually, everyone's perfect is defined completely different because we have our own point of view and that's just the way of life and how we flow and how we grow, right? So one thing I keep teaching my kids now is like, you're going to fail. Don't even try to not make mistakes, but that's only a lesson for you to learn. You're not a failure. You're just going to experience something that's going to teach you something so you can grow farther yeah and I tell him that too I was like mommy fell I get back up <laughs> but that's good that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah. so you've gone from um being married there's the three of you to then having to get by with just you being mum and your son how how did that feel how were you able to um deal with that and then obviously you know continue in life um with the modern family situation or just me with being a single mom to start with yeah so that was very a very interesting journey even just saying that I'm a single mom right and one thing that I now you know and this is one thing I've learned when I first embarked that journey I almost put a new uh, identity on and this is a self-reflection. When I was looking at my own identity, when I when I started to categorize myself with single mom, I started to not like that. I felt like I was helpless. I felt like, you know, people think of single moms. They think about like financial needs. And, you know, at the very beginning, the journey is really, it's all figuring it out. You know, like, like I said, I read a lot of self-help books, obviously, because my goal was to get up. I like, I did not intend to stay down. I did not intend to get government support and, and all that stuff. My goal was to, to, to raise up, uh, to get back up. Because one thing I always knew, and I would tell myself, and this is for everyone, this is very powerful. Lillian, me at the place of achieving all my goals, how would my family and my kids benefit from this? Immensely, right? From a mindset, from a physical, from a relational, from everything. So you know, in my journey, when the first thing I did was when my marriage was ending towards the end, I really didn't go out because I spent all my energy trying to fix the marriage. So I didn't have much of a social life. I couldn't really perform at work. It was, it was devastating. But the first thing I did was was reach out to people, was to allow new people to come into my life and open up that abundance, right? So I'm not in that lack. And then, and then understand that I have old friends that were just on different journeys of life and that's okay. You know, 
surround with more family so I could get any kind of support. And I was in that space of allowing kind of that letting go and letting God. So when me and my current partner reconnected, it was like, we started off as a play date (laughs) And, and, and everything just slowly happened. You know, we already, I mean, like I said, we already known each other for 20 years. We just haven't seen each other for maybe 15 years. So it was, it was that, it was him starting to give me advice because he had went through the divorce already and I was going through it and being, starting with that friendship. And then it just one thing after another slowly went from friendship to, to, you know, the support of me finding a place of my own, because from, I used to, when my mom raised us, we were unstable. It was always moving. I know that's not good for a kid. So being stable was a very important thing to fast forward to what it is now. But most important thing, I think what I have learned with, with myself is not to put myself as a single mom identity. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. But to elevate myself, like I would, I would have these affirmations, like I'm a self-made woman. I am a wealthy woman. I have it together. Like I was, you know, I'm a, I'm an amazing mom, <laughs> you know, like I would say all this stuff to myself because I didn't like the self-image as, and when I say self-image, I reflect to my mom, right? Not, not really, it's like how my mom raised us. And I was like, I'm not going to embrace my kids like that. I don't know how, but it's not going to happen like that way. It's going to happen this way. My kids are going to have a better, uh, a, a great living situation. They are going to be well-loved. They're not going to feel neglected, right? Like, like, and I would, I would fuse my mind with all of that. They're gonna have great friends, great parents, great family friends. They're gonna grow up feeling so whole, and and that's how I feel myself, and that's how I elevated at out. So sure, maybe on the status, I'm a single mom. I, I'm still am because I, I didn't get remarried. Either I, we classify each other as domestic partner, but from my identity and self image, I don't put myself, I put myself as I am a wealthy woman and I just keep affirming it and affirming it and, and live in that energy. Right. And, and I fantasize with my son all the time. I was like, you're going to grow up. You're going to be successful. And you're going to be rich. He's like, mommy, how do you know? We are imagining. <laughs> just have fun. Cause kids love imagining. They love imagination. They love drawing. My son loves drawing. So we draw it all out together. And that's something that we lose, don't we? As adults. We lose that um, that ability to dream and to know that anything is possible, and and it's just through I don't know it's just through becoming an adult that people are like you need to be a realist you need to do this you need to do that whereas I love what you're doing with your son because you're teaching him to dream all the time and to make those dreams become reality. And if I could add to what you said. So what I've learned is when we grow up, right, I was told to stop daydreaming, be realistic, right? Mm. Basically what happened was all of the adults or the people that raised me and the people around me's belief became my belief. Yeah. And that's when I started to form my logic and that's how you start to form your logic and our thinking and our beliefs, right? Like for me, it was very clear. It was like, go to a good university, get a nine to five job and you're set for life. Mm. I did that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, and that's yeah. why I was like, no, 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 no. I did everything I was supposed to do. I was at A student. I checked everything on the box. I said, yeah. no, you know, 
because I always look back, you know, when I first, my first time I got married, I knew that wasn't, I knew subconsciously that wasn't the right uh, partner. But I also believed age-wise I had to get married then. Mm. However, if I had a different belief of saying that, you know, you're not, and I was only 20, 21 years old. Now I look about it, I was a baby, but at that time, it was like everything in my mind, you know, but yeah. if I had thought about life is still so much, I probably gonna live until a hundred or nineties. I was, you know, 25, 28, like there's no need to rush into this and mm. really, and then really allow myself to meet the right person. Everything would have changed, but everything happens for a reason. So <laughs> everything does happen for a reason. And now you are in your second trimester you are you're 39 years old I am so I was I was 39 when I had my second child as well and in the UK here you're you're labeled because we like labels you're labeled an old mum so there's been a bit of a gap between your first pregnancy and your second pregnancy how are you feeling how is being pregnant different oh my gosh very different (laughs) like I was sharing with you earlier my pregnancy the second time around is almost a complete experiencing my first one. And you talk about the age. When I first one, I remember my baby was so big. The doctor was like, oh, you got age on your side. You're young. And I was 29, 30. <laughs> and now I'm 39 and I'm high risk. Right? <laughs> so, um, and this time around, it's just my whole, I had my whole first trimester was basically bed rest. I couldn't do anything um the everything amplified I have headaches I didn't even know you could have headaches when you're pregnant but I was having headaches but now I'm okay now you know I'm I'm very I'm, I'm very looking forward to it and it's it's also nice because I have two boys that are eight years old they're all looking forward to their little brother and you know and I always say my the the baby is so, so lucky to have two amazing big brothers that's waiting for him and waiting to play with him and take care of him. So, you know, that, that's, that's the difference. Cause I feel like, and I really believe it with my kids. I actually gonna, I'm going to have some help. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be the parents, but it'll be nice for them to wash him for five minutes yeah. while I'm taking a shower or something. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say, would you say you feel more confident now that you're, you, it's the, your second child that you're going to have and you're older, are you more confident about the pregnancy and the birth and having a newborn? Yeah, I am in a sense that I know how to take care of it. I think one of the biggest awareness that raised for me is my own self-care and my own health, because I am having it at a later age. So I was thinking about this, you know, by the time my, my, my son's 20, I'm going to be 60. And I envision myself to be the mom that he could talk to, that is healthy, that could do things with him. And, and also to say, you know, for me in 40 to take care of my kid. When I took, when I had my, my first and thirties, I was so energetic. <laughs> I had all the energy in the world, right? So, so it's having that mindfulness of now taking care of myself, eating healthy, you know, going on these walks and working out. So I am whole because when I am whole, I have more energy and I have more love to take care of the little ones, right? So that's the, the, the biggest shift as well. Because I remember when in my last marriage, 
I was giving everyone all the love I had. I was the only person, the most important person that I should be giving to was myself. Mm. And I didn't give that. And that's one of the reasons why I crumbled. So now I'm doing it the opposite. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to take care of myself. So I have all the energy and all the love to share with everyone else. And now we're a rock, we're a foundation together and then not yeah. one or another. So that's the biggest awareness. And that goes for mind, body, and soul, everything. And that, and that is something that everybody can take away with them for life. You need to make sure that you are okay and your cup is filled and you have energy because then, like you said, it's a great foundation and everybody benefits from it. Everybody benefits. From it. Everybody. So and also we, when you, yeah, go on. No, go on, Lillian. <laughs> I was just going to say, when you feel good and when you're happy, it's contagious. Everyone around you will be happy. And that, that's, that's the most important thing I've learned. But if I'm like not happy and I'm grumpy, no one wants to be around me. My husband, my kid, no, they don't. Who wants to be around <laughs> a grumpy person, right? So, so that's, that's another thing. Yeah. So we're coming to the end of our episode together, but I have two questions for you before, yeah. before we say goodbye. The first one is what three things would you like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? Yeah, so... Number one, when you are thinking about, you know, your life and even parenthood and even from your kids, um, what would you love and what would you want? Always come from that. These are very powerful questions. When you think about what you love and what you want, coming from here, your source and not from the outside, hmm. you know, it's an inside job. And, and if you don't know, it's okay. That's what you keep asking yourself and meditating and and, you know, maybe even praying, whatever that works for you, but to listen from your heart, because when you could make decisions from this, that there's a sense of peace mm. and, and living in a sense of peace gives you joy, like pure joy. Right. And it's not like the material things or comparing us to other people. It's living your life to the fullest. That's, that's number one. Number two, I would say self-care. Self-care is so important, you know, for all the parents. We have, you know, marriages and sometimes even parents to take care of. And then we have kids and it's so easy to let ourselves go. It's so easy, especially for moms. If you have more than two kids or like three kids, I have a friend, three under five, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we always forget to take care of ourselves. But in yeah. fact, when we do that, we really set an amazing example for our kids. You know, one thing I know, you know, I have sons. Right. I know sons, um, psych psychologically, the kids will marry someone that is like their parents. So I knew that the way how I show up with my self-care, self-love, my goal is for them to find someone to share the same value. And they're like that because like attracts like, mm. because that's when, that's when you're in a healthy relationship. It's healthy when you're happy, you can find it within yourself. You have two happy people together and not, not someone that's looking for happiness from you know, something else, mm -hmm. right? And then I would say that last but not least for parents, never give up on your own dreams. Never give up on your own dreams. I almost gave up on my dream when I was going through the divorce because it was a collapse of everything. Um, and I had to take time to find myself back. And I keep asking myself, you know, how would my son, Caleb, benefit from this? at me achieving my goals. And that was my fuel. 
but you know, my son wants to be a YouTuber. He was just telling me about this when I was taking school right now and create that space. So I could also support his dreams. Right. So it's really seeing that full picture. So everything could be in harmony mm. together. What I have saw a lot of parents that go through depression um, because they feel like they had to give up on their own dreams that I went through that with my last marriage, to be honest, but that's a whole other story. And that's where the resentment comes in and you're not happy. Um, but never give up on your own dreams and just keep it very focused and create a plan for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I, lo I love how for the three things that you've talked about, it very much is starting from us as an individual rather than worrying about what's going on in there oh well our viewers and our listeners will be going Lillian she's amazing I oh, need to thank know you. how I can get more of her expertise make it easy for them and tell them tell us how we can connect with you yeah so um, I'm on Instagram it's Lillian Victoria official that's the easiest way I also have a Facebook group that's uh, facebook.com slash group slash awesomest lifestyle official. So I'll send you the link. You could drop it on the page if it's easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be in the description. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Lillian, for talking to us today. And thank you, you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode and if you did then of course please share it with other mums i have lots more resources for you that will help you on your journey through life just visit my website to access them which is mummyonabreak.co.uk you can also find out details about my book busy take care and see you the next time